Hey everyone, welcome to our podcast. My name's Kendra. My name is Ashley, and this is the 30 and Thriving Kinda podcast. <laughs> Today we are talking about goals. So this is our first episode to feature the beginning of 2023, and we should all be inspired right now. Yes. Are you inspired? Of course. New year, new me. The thing that I love about the new year is like, you get to forget everything from the year mm. before and it is a fresh slate. So like, whatever happened last year, it doesn't matter. And it's like, like Vegas. Like, <laughs> what happened in 2022 stays in 2022. Yes. Mm. And it I does like not it. matter if you hit the jackpot in 2022 or if you fell in the middle of Las Vegas Boulevard, mm. all is fresh. Did that happen to you? No. Oh, it sounds like a familiar story. <laughs> Listen, if I hit the jackpot in 2022, that shit's coming with me to 2023 and beyond. Yeah, but like now you have, I feel like what happened, like if you killed it in 2022, it's a, like, it, especially if you're in sales, right? Mm. It's a fresh slate. Like it's you so don't true. get to take the those numbers 30 deals you did last year. Right. Yeah. The numbers that yeah. you hit in 2022, it's a new year. It's, a new year. it's Starting I feel fresh. Yeah. I feel yeah. So you like you get to start all over and conquering those goals. I love it. Okay. Let's let's talk about 2022. How'd it go for you? 2022. Okay. So let's talk about our goals. So my goals. Well, first of all, like why are goals important? Like what's important mm. to you about to me setting goals? I don't know. I really enjoy setting goals that you can track like trackable mm -hmm. goals clear goals that you know at the end of the year I could look back and say either yes I hit it or no I didn't what you make me think of is smart goals right like right you're in order for you to really look back and say did I accomplish this was this a successful year you have to have smart goals which um, let's clarify what a smart goal is. So S is specific, which uh -huh. I struggle with that word, but I think you know all right. of them. Yeah. Oh, I think I do. Let's test it out. All right. Um, and like, there's some, these words can be interchangeable, but like overall specific, it has to be like very clear. What specifically am I going to do? Measurable. Meaning, like, there has to be a deadline or, like, a number that you compare it to. Um, you have to be able to, like, you know, line it up to something and say, did I, did I not do this? Mm -hmm. um, a is actionable. Um, I think obtainable is another A that people use. So, like, how am I going to put this into action? How do I have control over it? Or obtainable, like, is this goal going to be is this something that I can do in the period of time that I've set it for I think obtained starts with an O attainable smart <laughs> smart goals attainable is attainable attainable is a attainable yeah, that's yeah that's the word and then R realistic um which I think it like aligns with the attainable so that's why I like actionable better but like is this goal something like, um, if I'm a, now I need a Google cause I have a question myself right now. <laughs> if I'm like an independent real estate agent and I say that I want to sell 500 homes this year, is that realistic for you? You are correct. Thank you. Able to attain, to be attained. Yeah. 
Okay. So Obviously, if I don't know what. <laughs> well, obtain, right? That's a, what's obtain now. I don't know. Okay, attain is to reach as an end, gain, yeah. achieve. Yeah. Period. Okay. Wait, obtain is like that's mine, bitch. You know. <laughs> Right? Which, like, that's fine, too. We can have some more Obtain goals. is, like, w get acquired. And so <laughs> okay. It's, like, the same thing. Yeah. All right. So I you're stand good. corrected. Um, and then T is a timeline, right? Within some sort of timeline. 12 months. Yeah. Um, so making sure that your goals are smart. I think... Or, like, monthly. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, you just need to be able to look back and say, like, how did I... How will I know I achieved that goal? And if you can clearly define how you know you've achieved that goal, then you can say, I have a goal that, like, makes sense for the year. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think the other thing that's, like, important about goals is, you know, you hear all the sayings. Um, a dream is when it's in your head. A goal is when it's finally on paper. A plan is when you break down the goal. Um, and, like, I I'm really bad about this. I'll, like, throw out statistics and numbers and, like, they're just made up numbers in my head and it's not really real. So don't ever go look. Okay, good to know. <laughs> Shit. But the point, whenever I try to say numbers, the point is that the statistics are like in favor of this experience. So I'm going to throw a number out and then y'all are going to Google it and be like, no, Ashley, that's not right. But the point is that it's in favor. So I think it's something like 72% of people who set goals achieve them. Yes. The point is you're, when you write down a goal the likelihood of achieving it is like over 50%. I know that for sure. I want to say like 80 or... I don't know. <laughs> I think we need to Google that again. But the point is, I think like that's the power behind writing down goals, right? Is you're way more likely to achieve them if you write them down. And I can't then, spell likely, so we're not going <laughs> to... And then you're like even more likely to achieve it if you create a plan or actionable items behind that goal. Right. So even like, even if you don't, like you talked about like the specifics around like what I'm going to do to obtain that goal, get a little bit murky. You're already ahead of most people because you just wrote down, wrote down the yeah. goal. And I think that that's the thing for our audience, right? Is like, if, if goal setting is new to you, don't like get into the weeds with it. Right. Just start with writing down a goal. And it's so much fun once you start. Like, I've always yeah. been kind of like a goal person. So I don't want to just survive. And that's why goals, to me, even if you have, like, outrageous goals, which I generally do. Like, I have, like, this is my crazy goal. And then this is my maybe, like, not as crazy. Like, I could do it. And then this is, like, my bottom line goal. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, the standard, the stretch, and the dream. Yes. Yeah. Well, and, and like, I want to talk about those people who are, like, living in that comfort zone because, I, like, that was me. And it's not even comfortable. It's so uncomfortable it's because so it uncomfortable. sucks. But it's familiar. Yes, that's exactly it. Like, before I got into real estate, I, like, the idea, of, I was, like, always an ambitious person. But there were things in my life that I was like, I don't want to go after that, even though it would probably make my life 10 times better. I don't want to put pen to paper, like make the commitment of this goal. Because as soon as I write this goal down, it means that I'm committed to it. And that was so And scary. if you don't hit it, you're a loser. Yes, something. yes. And I, it, I think that's something that is 
so real for humans is we, whatever is familiar is what we want to stick to. That's, that's the way our brains are wired, right? If it's familiar, I know what to expect. That means it's safe. Mm. But familiar does not mean that that's like our purpose. And so it's really scary to get like uncomfortable and to go do the unfamiliar and not know what's going to result of it, not know if you're going to hit the goal or if you're going to fall short of the goal or what it looks like on the other side of the goal. Um, And it can be a really scary place to go to. But the minute that we can, you know, uh, there's a beautiful quote of like, and I, I think I've even said this before, but like courage is just doing the thing and still being scared. Mm. right like you you don't have people think courageous people no longer have fear that's so not true that every time I go and do something that is new to me I'm still I'm scared Mm -hmm. I'm still scared but I just do it with the fear I just say I'm gonna do it anyways I'm just gonna do it scared yeah so if you like I think about people who are maybe listening to this and maybe in the spot where it's like I've never written down a goal that really challenges me because what if I don't hit it? Well, write it down anyways. Just Mm -hmm. do it scared. That's step one. Just be okay with being scared. Do it scared. It's like the saying, shoot for the moon or whatever. And even if you miss, you land amongst the stars. Mm -hmm. And it's like, if you don't dream big, it's okay to fail. Like, if you don't dream big, you're probably not really dreaming at all. If you're dreaming yeah. safe, like next year, I just want to be able to pay my bills. Do you remember when you set your goals to someone like, I just want to make $40,000. Like that's mm-hmm. all I want to make this year is $40,000. And whoever you were talking to said, well, why is that important to you? You're like, that's all I need, like to pay my bills and like comfortable. And you know, I'm not, I'm not greedy. I'm not selfish. I don't mm-hmm. need to make all this money. That's like what greedy people do. I totally had that belief. Yep. And then they said to you, it's actually more greedy for you to just make $40,000 and to take care of yourself. Yep. Oh, that was so big. Right? Like think you about that. You told me about that. And I was yeah. like, wow. But that was such a pivotal. I love that you remembered that. That yeah. was such a pivotal moment for me because it was like, Damn, if I say like just making 40,000, like I just need to make $40,000, that is all about me. Yeah. Everything that I need to get where I'm at is in that $40,000. But dang, what if all I needed was $40,000, but I made 60? That gives me $20,000 to go make a difference in this world. We're very commission based in what mm-hmm. we do. And so people in those worlds, When you say, oh, if I could just make this base amount, you're not only doing a disservice to yourself, your community, your future version of yourself. And it comes back to, I think it comes back to when, when we're talking about finances and you're saying like, you know, if I could make blank number, if I could make this just base number, then I would survive. Like that's your standard. You kind of mentioned that Mm -hmm. earlier, right? Like And that's what a lot of entrepreneurs will do is they'll make their standard and that's really their goal. But I think that there's a beautiful way to look at that where like, you know, your standard in the back of your head, like this is what I got to do to live. But then you create a goal, which is a stretch from that standard of, well, if I was able to make $20,000 more, I would really be able to do this, this, and this. And that would challenge me. And that's like what life's about, right? Mm -hmm. When we sit there in this like place of, compliance at our bare minimum like we're doing such a disservice to ourselves 
And I'll take that a step further. Ed Milet says this best. I think I sent you a podcast with Ed Milet. Mm-hmm. He's like super entrepreneur, like real estate mogul, like all these amazing things. He has a podcast too, amazing podcast, very inspirational. He's, mm-hmm. an, he's a public speaker. Um, so good with his words. Just amazing. And he says it best, like you cannot say you're a good parent if you are not living to your full potential. Mm. So we're not parents, but if we talk to our friends, our listeners, anyone who are who are parents and they're just kind of half-assing life, you cannot say you are the best parent you could be if you aren't living to your full potential because yeah. your children are looking at you and and this is what you're telling them. Yeah. The message you're telling them is just get by. You're okay with being mediocre. And I know no parent out there, which that's not true. There's a lot of actual (laughs) shitty parents out there. No, there really are. Yeah, for sure. But like no genuine parent out there is going to ever want that for their kids. No one wants mediocrity for their children. Yeah. So many parents, they see their kids and they're, they're moving around in their stomach. Shoot. This starts at like pregnancy. Baby's moving around in the stomach and you're like, he's going to be a swimmer. He's going to be a soccer star. He's going to do this. He's going to be You the- want your kid to reach their maximal yes. potential. And so how how dare you not go for your maximum potential if you expect the same out of your child? Right. And even for, like, people who aren't parents, I still think of that, like, if you have a significant other, mm-hmm. if you're not trying to be the best version of yourself, mm. you are letting down your significant other. Okay, don't With yell your- at me. <laughs> I'll be better, all right? But, but like... Oh, if you don't have a significant other, like I'm, I don't have a significant other. I think about like who I am for my friends. Like if I'm not showing up as the best version of myself, like I'm not, like I'm not reaching my maximum potential for my friends. I I think that it can translate not only from how we show up in relationships with our children, but also that same conversation is with your significant other is with your friends. Like relationships matter and the way you show up in those relationships really matter. So are you trying to be the best version of yourself? And if you're not, you're not only a disservice to yourself, but whoever else you're in relation with. We went on a tangent. So let's, let's talk about, I think we like 2022 goals. Yeah. I think we talked about like the concept of goals pretty clearly. We're both really passionate about it. Yeah. I think by this time, if you don't love goals, you should just turn off the podcast and move on. <laughs> Or but, let us keep inspiring you. Yeah, no, yeah. Let's talk a little bit about 2022. All right, so with my goals, I always put them in my notes in my phone. Love that. And I always put, like, emojis around it to keep it exciting. Inspirational. Yes. Like, fun. Yeah, not like, hey, if this is a chore, I'm like, ooh, this sounds fun. So my okay. 2022 goals was to buy an Airbnb property, buy a long-term rental property, Mm-hmm. I have $15 million in sales mm. to get in the best shape of my life. Now, mm. that's not very, like, trackable, Ooh. but we can circle back to that. I wanted to have $100,000 saved. Mm-hmm. I wanted to go to church twice a month, so, like, on average, 24 times by the end of the year. Okay. And read 12 books. So, once a month, but, like, at the end of the year, 12 books. Okay, cool. How did you do? How did I do? Okay, so I only checked two off my list. One was I bought an Airbnb property. Woo-hoo, 
Yeah, so two of us, um, well, so three of us girls, like on our real estate team, we bought an Airbnb property up in Grand Lake, Colorado. Yeah. And it's super cute. Link. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> provide a link for you to book it. No, it's super cute. Um, it's not really generating money right now, but sure. it should be in the future. Um, I did not buy a long-term rental. I did not do 15 million in sales. I'll be lucky if I hit 5 million, honestly. Like, here's the problem. I took about, first of all, I was burnt out from last year. Like yeah, last year I did pretty decent. Right, 2021 was your best year in the mm -hmm. business. Yeah, but um, it was mentally and emotionally exhausting. Mm -hmm. I had some tough clients um, and yeah, I think I was just so burnt out that I didn't really hit my goals, but I hit it halfway, which my goals were pretty high. Mm -hmm. um, and then by the time the new year came, I was just like, I, I didn't have clear goals for this year mm -hmm. or clear ways of how to hit it. Um, and then in the first six months of the year, I took, I think a total of six weeks off mm -hmm. just for travel. And if you're in like sales, well, you're kind of taking the few days before and after off as well. Cause you're like, why am I going to set appointments when I'm leaving? You know what I mean? So that didn't help. Um, best shape of my life. So I did 75 hard. Mm -hmm. So six, And completed yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, you're one of the very few people that I know that did like went for it and finished yeah. it. So 75 hard is a program, um, started by Andy Frisella and it's for 75 days. You have to drink a gallon of water, work out twice a day, two 45 minute workouts. So one has to be outside. The other one can be inside or outside. Mm -hmm. Um, and standard chores don't count. So it's can't be like 45 minutes of house cleaning or 45 minutes right. of mowing the lawn. Like it has to be like deliberate activity. Workout. Yeah. Yeah. Um, follow a diet. Yep. Um, read 10 pages of a self development book. Yeah. Or like business book. Yeah. Or something that's going to improve you. Right. Yeah. And then I feel like I'm missing one. That's it. Oh, a progress picture every day. Oh yeah. 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 Progress picture every day. So I did that obviously. And that did. I, so my goal for the last like three years has been to get to 135 pounds. That's so tiny for you. Yeah. I hit 136. Oh! I was like, I'm one pound away. And then I'm like done with the pro. Well, I ended it at like 138 or 37 pounds. And then I was done with the program. But I, so I have like, once I was done with 75 days, I had a day of indulgence. So like mm. went out with some friends, drank heavily, ate heavily, came back home. And, um, but then the next day I was like, I need to get back out and work out. Like you're still in this mindset. Yeah. And I lost another pound. So I was at like 136. <sighs> and then since then I've gained like seven pounds back, but <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I didn't realize you got down 136. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. That's so good. But also, so this time last year, like right before Thanksgiving, I stopped, started Weight Watchers mm -hmm. and I lost about seven pounds then. So I'm still down overall since this like about this time last year before I joined Weight Watchers, like 14 pounds-ish, maybe a little less, like 10 pounds maybe. But still, like, 
So I am checking that box, best shape of my life. I was just going to ask. I wouldn't so say would it was. check the box? I mean, the best shape of my life was probably like when I was 14 years old. Right. Well, and that's like, let's go back to smart goals, right? So now you're reflecting back on to 2022 and you're like, I, I want to say I knocked it out of the park, but like you can't definitively say right. it. Like if I said weigh 136 pounds, then I could definitely check it off the list. Yeah. Or do 75 hard Ooh, ones yeah, this year. Yeah, yeah. Then you could have checked it off the list. Right. Like it needed to be clearer. Yeah. But I'm still like, I'm, I'm taking it. Sure. Okay. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and then we've learned to have clear, smart goals. Yes. <laughs> so those are the two that I hit. I did not buy a long-term property. I did not do 15 million in sales. I do not have a hundred thousand dollars saved. I did not go to church, um, like twice a month. So 24 times, but I did go to church more than I have in the last, like, you know, many years. And then read 12 books. I didn't, but because you have to read so much during 75 hard, I think I finished five books, which again is more than I normally do. I still have like four books that I have started and I have not finished. <laughs> okay. So you're like in the middle of four books. Yes. <laughs> okay. I also have to ask, like when you set these goals in 2022, what would you say that these were all like really big stretch goals. I think they're, I don't think, I would say like a really big stretch goal to me would be more like a five year goal. Whereas this is like, this is a stretch goal for one year, yeah. but also like attainable as well. Like totally, people have done this. Right, like they're absolutely realistic goals that you set, yet they're, they're like stretching you personally. Right. And so when you look at all of these goals that you set out, do you think because you wrote these down, you did better in all of these categories than you would have if you didn't write it down or if you made smaller goals that you maybe could have hit? Mm. Okay, your first part of the question, yes. Like by writing it down, I do think I have it focused because having it in my notes, I revert back to constantly throughout the year where I'm like oh yeah okay um but if I had a smaller goal I don't know like imagine if I said okay five million in sales I don't like I think that would be small thinking but also like that's where I'm at you know what I mean yeah that then I'm like because also when you're on a roll you're like oh I hit five million now my goal is seven and a half million now my goal is ten million and now you're on a roll and you're like, ooh, what else can I attain? Whereas like, I said 15 million and I hit five and I'm like, eh, that's a definite fail. So I don't even want to keep trying. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Okay. So what you're making me think of is like, um, there was a, a really great um, teacher that I had one time and you, you've mentioned this earlier. We've talked about it like two times now which is the standard goal, the stretch goal, and the like dream goal, the, the big, big goal. And the standard goal is like, this is what I have to do to survive. This is the baseline. Like, this is what you set when you're like, if I have to, if it's 10 o'clock at night on Sunday and I did not hit this goal, I will, I will still work to hit it because I have to, that's my baseline. Like I will do whatever it takes to hit this. Mm -hmm. That's where most people like will end up hitting their goals. And then there's the like stretch goal, which is this is going to take my baseline and I'm going to push it a little bit to challenge me. And then there's like the really, really big goal, which is the like, 
this is a dream. It may not, like, I don't even know if I can hit this, but this is like, would be the best thing ever if I got to do this. And I think that if you want to take your goal setting one step further, you, you can kind of create goals in these different areas. But the question is like, if you would have created a plan around 5 million, you probably would have hit 3 million. If you created a plan around 10 million, which was like your stretch goal, you probably would have hit 4 million. Creating a plan around your big goal, 15 million, got you to 5 million. So I always think when I'm creating goals, I should create a plan around a really, really big goal. Mm. Because if I create a plan around such a small standard, I'm, most people do like most people will not completely hit the goal. They'll get close or they'll they'll get they'll do better than what they would have done if they didn't write down the goal. But if I create a, if I create a small goal, I'm going to create a small plan. Interesting. That small plan is going to create small results. If I create a big goal, then I have to create a very big plan. Yeah. Which is going to create better results. I'm. It's even the, if you fall halfway, that's still better. Then the standard. if you're always going to fall halfway, then I'd rather fall halfway with a big goal and big action items than a small goal and small action. Exactly. Exactly. Like, okay. cre I think the most powerful thing you can do for yourself is think big and then create a plan. What do I have to accomplish in order to? hit this big goal mm -hmm. I may not hit that big it's just like you're um the leader of your real estate team right he had this goal of 100 million for five years but every year he created a plan around that and then he got to redefine that plan and re-execute that plan every year and he learned from it and got better and better and got closer and closer okay. but if he would have created a plan around you know I think I was on that team before and I think when we were on the team we were like 60 million yeah. right but if he created a plan around 60 million we probably would have ended at 40 right so create a plan that's going to get you closer to the goal i love it yeah that's like a step further right yeah okay so 2022 for me um like if you would ask me about 2021 it would have been like here are the exact analyt analytics for my goals here's the percentage of what i accomplished for this goal here's the percent like I was so tuned in in 2021. Like I had built a pretty successful um, real estate sales team coaching business. Um, and I really had started to like get into a rhythm of nailing that down. 2022 came and I had all these goals set out. And then my life got flipped upside down in the most beautiful and messy way. And so 2022, I look back at what my goals were and what actually happened in my life. And it was very different than what I anticipated happening. In 2022, I anticipated I would have kept my real estate sales team and coaching business, but I would have handed the day-to-day -day down to somebody else. And then I was going to move on into another level of coaching and then move into some other different avenues. Which you were on your path to do. I was on the path to do that. Yeah, I was. And then I got a huge curveball thrown at me. And in I, the form of a man. Yes. So I had <laughs> an amazing opportunity. And um, I, I think I chose 
like I chose to go really big in my lifestyle over my business. And so, um, you know, my goals really like shifted and, you know, both of our, us are talking about like our goals as human beings. So like we talked about physical fitness, we talked about spirituality. Like I, I think that, um, we're really talking about like a wellness wheel here. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and you guys can, people are listening, you can look up a wellness wheel, but the, the concept around it is like, you're looking at multiple facets of your life. You're looking at yourself as a whole person and trying to be as balanced as possible in all those areas of your life. And if I look at 2021, I was very heavily focused on business and money and my wellness wheel was very tilted towards that. And then in 2022, a lot of my goals were around staying more heavily focused on that. And I think you could say as well, like I got burnt out in 2022 as well. Like 2021, we like we were pushed as entrepreneurs to go hard because the shift was coming, the market, the economy was about to do weird things and you better grind now. And so then in 2022, we were like, okay, we grinded, we're exhausted. Mm -hmm. And so I had this opportunity to really shift to focus on my lifestyle and my wellness wheel. And that's where I ended up going. Um, and so there, you know, there's some things I'll, t I'll tell you what my 22 and two goals were and then what actually happened. So, um, first in my spirituality, I wanted to meditate daily. Um, and then with friends, family relationships, I wanted to have like one event a week where I was like purposefully connecting with friends or family. Um, and then in my environment slash tribe, I wanted to have a paid coach in health, business and personal development. Um, and then finances and investment, I was looking to have a positive net worth. I um, took on a lot of student debt. Um, I had some credit card debt, I had some uh, car debt, and so I was really, really close to accomplishing that at the end of 2021, and I thought I was going to round it out in 2022, we'll talk about that. And then in health and fitness, I wanted to exercise four times a week. In my personal growth or intellectual, I wanted to read 15 books. In adventure and lifestyle, I wanted to travel at least six times a year. And then in my business, I wanted to make, um, let's see, oh, daily set one appointment a day. Cause I really broke down my business and said, if I could set one appointment a day, I'm going to hit everything else that I need to hit. Mm. So what happened, um, is I did not meditate daily. My spirituality fell off. Um, I did weekly connect with friends, family, or do something significant with my significant other every week. So I, I checked off my friends and family relationship. Environment, have a paid health, business, and personal development coach. That did not happen. I actually went backwards in that. I had a paid personal coach and I had a paid business coach. And um, I actually stepped back from those in 2022. Um, and then a positive net worth, that went backwards as well. Um, I took off, I did not work for nine months in 2022. Wow. Yeah. I, um, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more That's about awesome. that. Um, and then health and fitness exercising four times a week. I did do that. I went from not exercising at all to now I'm in the gym seven days a week. Incredible. Um, personal growth books, read 15 books. I did that. Um, I'm going to skip adventure and lifestyle. I'll come back to it. Business set one appointment a day. I did not do that because I didn't work for nine months. 
And then let's go back to adventure and lifestyle, which is travel at least six times a year. Um, I absolutely did that because I lived in a van and traveled the East Coast for six months. Incredible, yeah. So I kicked like out of the park in adventure and lifestyle, but because I chose to go so heavy in that direction, I financially, I didn't work for nine months, so I dug myself into a financial hole and I also was very irresponsible with my finances for the nine months that I didn't work. And so not only did I um, not grow into a positive net worth, but I drained my savings. I put things on credit cards and I did all of that um, while being in a like very manipulative narcissistic relationship, uh, believing that he was going to get me out of all this all these financial decisions, right? Like, um, that he would also talk you into. Yeah. Like there was, there was a, so even though, like I say last year, 2022 was the best and worst year of my life because this man who I traveled in a van for six months with, he gave me so much perspective on life and taught me so much about loving myself and loving life. And he also saw, I think that, you know, my perspective is that he saw that I was extremely financial, financially stable and took advantage of that and was very manipulative in ways of saying, just throw it on the credit card because we're going to make so much money this year that, you know, $20,000 on a credit card is going to be nothing to us. And I'm going to pay those credit cards for you because I'm going to make so much money. And I believed it. And so I, I made some... You know, my, the goal on a wellness wheel is that we should be like, as even, your goal is to be like as even as possible. The reality of our lives is where our wellness wheels are going to pull heavily in one direction or another. I, when I hit the road and traveled for six months, I threw, I'm completely honest, you I mean, you knew me in 2021. Every single day I was looking at my goals and tracking them. I threw the goal book out the window. I didn't, the entire time I was on the road, I maybe looked at my goals once a month and then readjusted them because I, I wanted to live this big life and had this um, unrealistic expectation of what that big life looked like, right? Yeah, it's like, because you were tracking your net worth every morning. Every morning. And your net worth is your... Um, Credits minus debits, basically, like your assets minus your liabilities. Yep. And you're tracking that every day, and that's such a good message of like, if it's not in front of you every day, it's not working for you. Like you're not working for it. It's not working for you. And I don't know, like the devil's got a hold of it. If you don't have a hold of it, something else does. And yep. it's like you're you're just not focusing on it. Absolutely. And I stopped, I stopped focusing on my business goals. You know, while we were on the road, it was not my intention to not work for nine months. No, in fact, it was your intention to continue working. Yeah, it was. Um, and, and he, I have to take ownership for sure. of that, you yeah. know, like there, I am a human being who makes decisions on my own. You can't blame everyone else. And I, I take, like, I should have showed up differently for myself and, uh, 
and my finances and building a business and like I created some of my own distractions that I got in my own way of. I, I take responsibility of that. And your environment has such an effect on what you're going to end up to being able to accomplish. And even though I take responsibility of like, I control myself ultimately and what I do, my environment heavily influenced what I did. So when my environment, when I was working in the office every day in 2021 and my environment was daily accountability around my numbers and my business and everything else in my wellness wheel, I was hyper-focused on that. My environment supported my goals. Then I went and got into a van with this guy and traveled for six months and he was fly by the seat of your pants. Go, let's just live the day by day. Let's live in the moment. And there's so much beauty to that because mm -hmm. I was in the grind and I think that I very much lived for what's next and in high anxiety and fight, flight, freeze. Like I was living in that in 2021. And this man taught me how and to live honestly, in the moment. prior to that too, like you yeah. were living the best, like you were li li living like a very mediocre, honestly, life. Like you would wake up not particularly happy, go to work before when we first met, stressed out about money, yeah. go home. Even though like you're at work, you're stressed out about money, but you're also like inspired by the network that we're in mm -hmm. and like the potential for growth. And then you would go home and your boyfriend and hus husband at the time is like so okay with mediocre and just like, mm -hmm. you know, the monotony of it all. Mm -hmm. And you were kind of like being held back a little bit. And then once you kind of broke free, you're still just like work, 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 work. Yeah. This last boyfriend like showed you there's a whole world out there. Like, and you became someone that was like beautiful. Like, yeah, I never would have thought you would live in a van. Like <laughs> right. you of all people, you're a little bougie and high maintenance. I'm like, not no more. <laughs> I guess not. But just like to be, have that freedom is really cool to see in you also concerning. And I've brought it to you a couple times. <laughs> um, but now I feel like, so you've been pretty unbalanced, right? Like yes. the entire, I'd say almost your entire life, you yes. hyper-focus on one thing or another. And I think now you're in this realization of, oh my God, I want to be by the water. I want to be by the beach, but I also want to make this much money and I need to figure out how to make both work. It's not an either yeah. or situation. You are not going to be in Florida with like beach ocean views if you're not going to commit to your work goals. Right. Unless I want to live in a free van down by oh God, <laughs> the river. No, that's so true. And, and I, I think that's why the wellness wheel is such a beautiful thing. I, I, you know, growing up, I was in a household that had very high expectations. You come home, you do your chores. I mean, I remember my dad, uh, like grabbing a paper towel and wiping like the top of cabinet surfaces or like the floors and like showing me that it's dirty and so therefore I can't go and play with my friends. Like I grew up in a very 
high expectations household. And then that just translated in work life for me because my dad is talk about somebody who's like committed to work. My dad was committed to doing a great job at his job. And that was the expectation of, of us as kids. So that's, that's what I did. I lived to work and I was absolutely a workaholic. But also you had mentioned, um, earlier that you guys never really went on vacations either. Yeah, exactly. So like enjoying life for you guys was, well, one, probably on a budget, but two, it was materialistic things. It yeah. wasn't like experiences necessarily. Right. So growing up, my like every week, my grandparents would come over to my parents' house and they would have some new item to show my grandparents that they bought. Look at the new pergola that we bought. Look at the new grill that we bought. Look at the new TV that we bought. And then my parents were also really big into four-wheeling. So they... I say this all the time, like this is a good example. I needed braces growing up. My teeth were messed up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in high school, people used to say, oh, Ashley would be hot if her teeth weren't fucked up. Like, wow. I, I was the kid that people would call summer teeth behind my back. Some are here, some are there. Oh my God. <laughs> I needed braces. And um, when I was a freshman in high school, Instead of me getting braces, my parents went and spent $40,000 on rebuilding a Bronco to go four-wheeling with. I didn't get braces. We got a Bronco to go four-wheeling with. Holy That's how my parents were. They, they're very, like, um, items make them happy. You know? That, that's, that's what brings them joy. They're very co big consumers in this world. Mm -hmm. Especially my dad. My dad's a very big consumer in this world. They keep the economy going. Yes, they so do. We appreciate that. I um, need people like that. But that's, I, I became that person as well. I, you know, you talk about great class quantum leap and they talk about like how we just, most people live on autopilot in their lives of like, this is what my parents did. So this is what I'm going to do. And there were areas in my life that even after learning about autopilot, I was still an autopilot on, which was being a workaholic and being materialistic. So I was constantly shopping every week for new clothes. I was constantly buying new stuff for my house or new stuff for the condo. Like I was very materialistic and money was such a focus for me. And I, it, it, it's like, this happens with parenting too, right? You're like, I'm not going to parent like my parents did. So then you raise your kids 180 degrees the other way. Mm -hmm. I did that with, with my life. I went, oh my gosh, I've been so materialistic and so money focused. I'm just going to go the, a whole 180 degrees the other way. And I'm not going to work for nine months and I'm just going to go live my life. And you got like there, the lesson learned is there's a, there's a happy medium for sure. And like, we're always looking for balance and, um, I, I learned the hard way. I went one way really hard, then I went the other way really hard. And now I'm learning, okay, where's the balance, mm -hmm. you know? And that's where 2023 is for right. me now. So right? what are like your goals up. for 2023? So I have to clean up the, the mess that I made in 2022. And listen, we've, <laughs> I, I can't say we've all been there. I'm sure there's some shining stars out there who <laughs> always made good decisions but in my 20s like after every breakup like 
I couldn't just sit there and be sad. So I would go out with my friends and go downtown mm -hmm. and buy everyone shots and tip the bartender, you know, because I came from the restaurant industry. So tipping is important. So I would tip that and then I'd get taken care of, you know, they'd always pour me drinks and everyone loved me and I'd get to cut to the front of the line at the clubs and the bars and it was fulfilling emotionally for you. It was. Well, you end up dealing with it one way or another. Yeah. And, um, but it felt good in that moment. The immediate gratification. Yes. Oh, that's so real. It is. But then you end up paying for it later. And mm -hmm. just like you're paying for it now, yep. like I paid for it as well. You know, after my breakups and going out, it's like, well, shit, now I'm unhealthy as hell because yeah. all I've been doing is drinking. You know, I'm like skinny. I look great because I'm not eating very much. <laughs> yeah, I'm just I'm just consuming my calories and alcohol. Pretty much. <laughs> and then like staying up way too late. Mm -hmm. And um, but financially you're like, damn, I just wasted so much money and have nothing to show for it. You know, so. Yeah. We've all been there. So don't feel bad. Like for sure. The comeback. Is so real. Great setback. Yeah. And I think that's like the one thing we've talked about this couple times of like, you know, even though I went from one side of the world to the whole other side of the world, if you will, like, um, I have a lot of work to do and like, I'm not even worried about it. I know that I will find my balance oh, you and it will be beautiful. And so I'm actually really excited for what's coming next. Like I, I don't want to like put myself in a situation where I create such intense challenges for myself every year, but like, in, I'm really excited to accomplish these challenges because I have set myself up for some big challenges that I have to overcome. And that means that I, I get to push myself and that's exciting. Um, so 2023, um, my goals for 2023, um, is first like spiritual, spiritually, I want to meditate every single day. How long? Um, 10 minutes, minimum okay. of 10 minutes every day. Mornings? Uh, that's a good question. That's been the hardest part for me with, um, meditation is, um, doing it in the mornings are, is good. Um, I think when my soul really needs it is after like at the end of the work day, mm -hmm. um, because I've given so much during the work day. Mm -hmm. Um, I've given so much to people and my job requires me to like feed into yeah, everyone. Yes. Give, 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 give. And while there's like, there's definitely, um, I, I get reward from my coaching sessions, um, I'm still putting out a lot. So at the end of the day to be able to like meditate and just remind myself that I'm here for myself and I'm here to slow down and quiet my mind. Um, because when I'm coaching, my mind is going a hundred miles an hour. That's when I need it the most. So atomic habits. Um, I love, love, love that book. And I just took the, the habit chart and one of the things that I, I'm doing is that I'm, I'm attaching it to something that I already do. So at the end of my quote unquote work day, I'll always put my numbers down. I'll, I'll track my numbers. I've been really good at that when I'm not living in a van. <laughs> so I'm no longer living in a van. I'm tracking my numbers again. And so when I, tra I track my numbers and then I'll go sit down in a place that like makes sense for your meditation. It's actually right here where I'm sitting right now. 
and I'll do my meditation and then I'll go about the rest of my afternoon. So what is meditation to you? Like, is it guided? Is there a YouTube video? Is there a podcast? Is there like, you just sit by yourself and close your eyes? Like, what does that look like to you? Love, love, love that question. Well, I ask it because I don't really understand meditation. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. I try to meditate one time. And I'm like, this is fucking weird. Like, I, I think weird. the definition of meditation for me is just being present with where I'm at. And so it's like, I used to think that meditation means that I just need to quiet my mind. And now meditation to me is just being aware of my mind. Like, um, yesterday I was med meditating and there are days where I go to meditate and like my head is going a million miles an hour and I'm just aware like, you're going a million miles an hour right now. What, mm. What's your breathing doing? And then I'll sit on my breathing for a second. And then I'll, like, go back to another thought and then go here and then go there. And I'm like, hmm, you're going a million again. Okay. Interesting. Breathe. Like, what? Did you set an alarm? So, I actually do um, guided meditation with the Calm app. It, oh, not okay. sponsored. Calm. Call me. I <laughs> <laughs> love right now. I'm... I used to use um, Headspace as well, and then my mom used Calm. I, uh, we started meditating together at the gym. We would go a couple times a week, and I, I really liked Calm, so oh. I switched over to Calm. Um, but also, I have, like, other guardrails in place. So Wait, is, Calm, is that a free or paid app? It's a paid app. You pay for the subscription. How much? $60 a year, oh, I think. Or maybe 70, something like that. Between it's between 60 and 90 dollars a year. Oh, well, that's a wide <laughs> range, and that might explain some of your financial situations. <laughs> um, but also, my guardrails are um, uh, there's like YouTube, right? So, if I can't sometimes I get like really picky on calm and I'm like trying to look for the perfect mm. meditation. There's a Honopono meditation on YouTube, which is a forgiveness meditation, and it helps you forgive everybody that you went in contact with that day, whether it was physically, spiritually, mentally, you bring everybody that you kind of like thought about or interacted with that day into your stage, if you will, and you ask for forgiveness for what you may have done that day or in the past to them. And then you ask for um, forgiveness back and then you release them. And okay. that meditation, if I'm like, I do not know what to meditate on. I don't know what to do. That meditation is so fulfilling to me. It's like one of my go-tos. So like that's a guardrail that I have when I get overwhelmed with like, what am I going to meditate on? Okay. That's my go-to. By guardrail, you mean like if I'm overthinking all this other shit, like this is your go-to. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Like it's my, I think of like guardrails and I, I, I'm also thinking about like when you play bowling and you put the little bumpers up, like they're like keeping you in your yeah. lane. Hono Pono is my guardrail. Okay. Hono <laughs> and it's just fun to say. Honestly. It is. It is. And then I also, um, Netflix has guided meditation through Headspace. So I have that saved on my like watch list. But is that free? Like with that Netflix? is free oh, okay. with your Netflix subscription. So just... we are getting sponsorships left <laughs> and right. So yeah, and one of my bad habits is TV. 
I'm bad with TV. And I'm if I too. sit down and turn on the TV, I'm, I'm done for the day. Up. Yep. And so um, if I sit down to go turn on the TV and I have not meditated yet, that's one of the first things that I see is the headspace meditation thing on my list. And it's another guardrail that I set of like, Ashley, just meditate real quick while you turn on the TV. You are so good. You were an inspiration. Well, this is all from Atomic Habits. So if anybody's like struggling yeah, yeah, with yeah. creating habits, get like Atomic Habits has really helped me set guardrails. So we went really, really deep into that one goal. I needed it though. <laughs> I'm happy. I have, I have lots of questions. <laughs> I think we're also like an hour in already. It's, you can turn us off. <laughs> okay, my next one um physical health so I've been I've been really proud of what I've been doing with working out um six days a week I'm in the gym seven days a week but my seventh day is really just like a spa day for me and so now I want to just level up a little bit and have an accountability partner in 2023 around my physical health um, oh. so somebody who is actually going to check in with me and make sure I'm going to the gym and um I probably need to like expand that a little bit more clearly to say like an accountability partner to hold me accountable to going to the gym seven days a week. And also I have this bad habit of when I start going to the gym, I, it's like one or the other, I go to the gym and I kill it and I have like a really bad, um, nutrition or I'm like really great with my diet and nutrition and I don't go to the gym. So finding mm. some balance on that this year would be good. good. Um, and then personal, I want to take a trip out of the country this year, um, not six months in a van, just one trip out of the country. Okay, fair. <laughs> and then key relationships, uh, focus on holding my boundaries and standards in my relationships. So that's like big for me this year is to um, fall in love with myself again and then hold boundaries with people that are important to me because I, I've learned that I did not think I was a people pleaser. I... Like, I can tend to be pretty, like, people may call it selfish, but, like, I'm, this is what I want, and this is what I'm going to do about it, and I, so I thought, I'm not a people pleaser, I'm all about me, like, I'm not worried about other people, but, like, in my key relationships and people that really matter to me, I can be a people pleaser, and I can allow people to push those boundaries, so, um, creating, being able to, hold boundaries this year is going to be important for me. I feel like you're already on the right track. Thank on you. so many of these, honestly. Thank you. Um, I'm going to go hard this year. Like I, I got to rest, relax and rejuvenate in 2022. Well, right. So you don't feel burnt out. Yeah. Though. I feel you so inspired. You're inspired. Yeah. yeah. Um, for job is to have 16 clients on my roster. And then for business, um, it's to build fundamental systems and models so I can scale my business. And then for financial, it's to pay off all of my credit card and tax debt that I created in 2022. And that's, um, you know, Gary Keller's book, The One Thing, talks about um, the power of focusing on one thing. And so if I was going to say what's like my one thing for 2023, it's to eliminate my credit card and tax debt. Okay. So that's your top goal for next year. Yep. That's the top priority. And what would you say are like the top three goals for next year? Love it. Top three. Um, so the second goal would absolutely be boundaries and loving myself. And then the third one, um, 
is probably physical health, getting to the gym every day and being more focused on my nutrition. Yeah, I think that's all going to end up tying into each other too. Like They're so complementary of each yeah. other. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I'm excited for you. Thank you. Tell me about your 2023 okay. goals. Mine. All right. My goals for this year, 2023. So financially, business-wise, I want to close 44 units. Love it. And I want that to be happy business. Mm. I'm calling that happy business. So that should equate to about $300,000 next year, which again, happy money, happy business. Even if I hit half of that though, that would pretty much be where I was at in 2021. And that was a great year for me. I mean, yeah. I bought a house. I, you know, paid a lot of t in taxes. So, you know, <laughs> I had money to like, we bought an investment property. You know what I mean? Like you had a great year in 2021 and I was financially so comfortable. So yeah. again, if I hit half, if I hit, don't hit 44 and I hit 22, if I don't hit 300,000 and I hit 150, I'm still going to be happy. Well, and like, let's talk about, doable. and think about it too, like 44 homes. Like again, if you create a plan around 44, you're going to be much more successful than if you create a plan around 22. Right. So even though probably you're like big stretch goal is 44, you're probably going to land on your like goal goal, which is that middle one, right. 24. Whereas like your standard to like live is probably what, like eight or nine. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Cool. Okay. So next two is like, for me and Joe, basically, so wedding, so have the wedding next year, well, 2023, have the wedding, mm -hmm. and then start growing the family after the wedding, so I'd like mm -hmm. to start planning for babies, but, like, after the wedding, because I'm a good Christian woman, <laughs> uh, speaking of Christian woman, and those of you who had children before you got married, it doesn't make you a bad going <laughs> just kidding, Jesus forgives, the Lord forgives, um, so I want to go to church twice a month. Mm -hmm. So on average 24, so that's the same. Yep. Um, 12 books again by the end of the year. So that's the same. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to remodel the kitchen. I fucking hate our kitchen. Mm -hmm. It's disgusting. It's not disgusting, <laughs> but I know that you don't love the functionality. I need a kitchen Island. Like it's just my dream. And right now buying a new home is not really like in the you books. You just bought a home. Okay. Uh, yes, correct. So I need a kitchen island. Um, I want to buy an investment property and then I want to grow my net worth twofold. Love it. Okay. Here's a big aha that I just got from listening to my 2023 goals and yours, which is so funny because honestly, I thought it would be flipped, but yours are s such smart goals. Like as you were explaining them, everything was measurable. It was specific. It was all attainable. Mm. And then I was talking about mine and I'm like, ooh, some of these are like really like kind of floating goal. Like I need to get more clear on mm. these, like setting boundaries. How do I know I set boundaries? Right. Right. So I need to get like some clarity around it. Um, so this was like super helpful to do because okay. I realized like, I need to get a little bit more smart on my goals. Yeah. And then we want to like keep revisiting them. Like yeah. we, this is, 
this is just scratching the surface, honestly, because yeah. we have not talked about like our plan, our action items, um, or tra tracking them, like yeah, systems to do it. What are we gonna? Okay, I want to close forty-four units. How am I gonna do that though? Yeah, right. What is that? What do the daily activities look like for that? Yeah. How do we reverse engineer this so you know? exactly what you need to do every month, every week, every day mm -hmm. in order to accomplish that. Right. Yeah. And also I just noticed, you know, usually there's a health goal on here and it's funny that I don't have that for once. Mm. Um, which says something like I am happier than I normally am with where I'm at as far as like health and fitness. I'm not where I want to be, mm -hmm. but, um, it no longer is like the most top important priority of mine right now. It's like, if I can make the money that I want to make next year, everything else will fall into place, you know? Um, yeah. And I also think a another thing too, is like, once you start to create habits mm -hmm. around something, it doesn't need to be as high of a focus because you've like health and fitness it, and like your nutrition, all of that has become so integrated and a habit in your life. A lot of it you don't have to think about anymore. Mm -hmm. You just choose to do that because that's what you've been doing for the last year because right. you focus so heavily as it, like as a goal for it moving forward. Like, I probably am not, when I think about like lifestyle and adventure, like that was so big for me last year and it was so easy for me to do. I'm probably not going to have to work very hard to go take an international trip this year. Like it's just so habitual, like something that's so normal and important to me. It's, it's probably going to naturally happen. Well, and you've got it out of your system so much that it's not like this huge craving. It's yeah. like you know what one trip would do instead of like nine, a nine month hiatus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's like the beauty of habits too is, um, like some things you're going to create a habit around it and then it's not going to feel as daunting or hard. It's just going to be a part of like naturally who you are. Like for me reading 15 books, is not going to be that's something I want to do this year like that's not going to be hard for me because I wake up in the morning and I read every morning and it's just like part of who I am now it's not something mm -hmm. that I even need to track anymore it's just habitually what I do by the way I was not a book reader before Interesting. like before 2021 I probably read a total of like four books in my life Wow. Yeah, I was not a reader. That was a habit that I had to work on in and starting 2017. And now I can't, if I don't read in the morning, it's like I'm not, like I'm not on the right, my day's not right. It, it has, like, it's like, what, something's off. This is weird. Like I read every morning. And that, that speaks volumes of like, we could literally become anything that we want to become and that goes for the opposite too. Like if we want to become a piece of shit, like lazy, it's so easy. And that's honestly kind of where I'm at right now. It's like, I just feel so lazy. Like, I don't know, something about winter, something about it getting dark mm. so early. Like I just want to be home and like, you, you know, it, yeah, in my comfort zone and hibernate. And I really need to quit 
like I'm constantly overthinking it all mm -hmm. and wanting to be in my comfort zone, which is watching Real Housewives, sitting on the couch, scrolling on my phone, mm -hmm. whereas I need to just quit thinking, start doing, just fucking do it. Yeah. And, and like the, I love that you said that too, quit thinking and just start doing it. I think that like that's such a simple concept, right? Like that's so simple. Just stop thinking about it and go do it. That's so simple, but it's not easy, right? So like the question then is like if you, I struggle with that too. Like I, there's things that I should be doing that I don't do. And usually what gets in the way is I haven't made the just do it an easy thing, right? So like it goes back to like meditating. That's still, I've been working since 2017 to make that a daily habit, just like I have been working for reading to make it a, day, a daily habit. And I, it was never easy because I complicated so much who, what, when, where, why of my meditation. And so if, if like, if you're struggling with like the just do it, it's probably because you haven't gotten clear on what the one thing what's the one small step that you could take that would be just to do it we usually try to make it so big so like if you're trying to just do something um atomic habits talks about it like maybe it's it's what can i do that's going to take one minute that's the just do it because if i do it for one minute i'll probably do it for two three four mm -hmm. ten whatever it needs to be so like instead of turning on netflix and watching desperate housewives it's like put your tennis shoes on. Yes. And then once your shoes are on, you're like, well, my well, shoes are on. I might as well on. take a walk around the block. Right. And then if if that's all you did that week was just put on your tennis shoes and walk around the block. Progress. Congratulations. Yes. And, and better than sitting on the couch. Celebrate that. That is yes, it's better than sitting on the couch. But most likely you're gonna get outside and be like, well, I'm not gonna just do one walk around the block. I, I can at least do 30 minute walk. Yes. And then that, that one lap around the block that turns into 30 minutes turns into an hour or turns into you starting around, a job yeah. or whatever you were actually working towards. Mm -hmm. So it's progress, not perfection. Mm. Right. So if you're sitting there struggling with like the, the, I don't want to do it. My guess is that you've made it too big for where you're at and you need to meet yourself where you're at. Like for me, meditating for 10 minutes every single day has been a struggle and it's because I'm not meeting myself where I'm at and saying like to get started, just do two, just meditate for two minutes actually, just turn on the app, mm. right? Just open the app and turn it on. Okay. Like what if we created goals that were that small to start with? Yeah. Because it, I would rather just turn on the app than just press on, press play on my remote, press yeah. power on my remote, right? That one small decision is going to create a ripple effect of dominoes. Mm -hmm. So what's the one small thing that you could do today for the just do it? Okay. So for me would be, I need to, my one thing, is that what we're saying? Like what's mm -hmm. our one thing? My, yeah, let's do it. Okay, my one thing will be wake up at 7 a.m. Love it. So I normally wake up between like 8 and 9, and then I just start overthinking like, 
well, should I take the dog for a walk? Should I go to the gym? Should I just get ready and go to the office? And I overthink the whole thing. And then I don't end up doing any of them. And then I'm in the office by 11. And then I'm like, well, shoot, I, sh I still didn't go to the gym. So, you know, and then I don't end up going to the gym. I don't end up taking the dog for a walk. I don't end up lead genning, like, because I'm just spiraling. So if I could wake up, even if I do wake up at eight and go to the gym at 8.30, I got something done. Like yeah. I need to just, by 8.30, I need to either take the dog for a walk or go to the gym. Okay, so is your one thing waking up at seven or is your one thing like choosing one of your three big things and making that happen in the morning? You tell me. It's your life. You get to decide. What do you think? I think it's, I need to do one of my three things. I love that. Okay, so every morning by 8.30, I need to either be taking the dog for a walk, heading to the office and lead generating, or going to the gym. Okay, can we make it even smaller? Yes. Let's like break it down even further. So your one thing is to choose one of these three things. Yeah. Let's make it even easier. So like an example of this and you don't have to own this example like you choose what works for you but one of the examples that I'm thinking is like you either need to put a leash on the dog you need to get in your car with work clothes on or you need to get in your car with exercise clothes on mm, okay, like those it. those could be the three options yes but you can own like whatever like that may not sit with you of like those three things but you can make it that small I love it okay Okay, by 8.30 every day, I will have one of those three things in action. I love it. Are you going to stick with those three things, or is there something that resonates better with you in those three worlds? No, I think those three. If those small actions? Yeah. Okay. I didn't want to, like, take ownership of those for you if it didn't resonate with you. No, it has you. to be one of those. Okay, I love it. And you like the get in the car with workout clothes, or is there something else you'd prefer? No, I think that's great. Okay, or get in the car with work clothes. Right. Or put the leash on the dog. Yes. Because the truth is, if you put the leash on the dog, We're going you're out. going for a walk. But it's a small thing for you to say, I can go put the leash on the yeah. dog. That feels so much more obtainable. Mm -hmm. Or if it's get in the car with my work shoes on or get in the car with my workout shoes, right? Like, yes. if I'm going to go, I'm going to take that small step. It feels like I can do that. And if I'm going to take that step, I'm going to go do the next thing. Right. Okay, cool. Okay, we should wrap up, but I really... What's your one thing? Oh, okay. I, I want to talk about my one thing. And then should we save the concept of the word for the year for our next one? Or should we plug that in at the end of this? Let's just go for it now. Okay. So my one thing um, for this year, oh, we talked about it, is um, eliminate credit card and tax debt. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's going to be my one thing. But let's talk about, like, breaking it down into What's something your one really, really small, to right? to your one thing. Okay, I love this. Um, my, I think my, like, really small thing to get me there I was going to say track my spending every day, but that's kind of like, that seems big. So here, here's what it's going to be. Open up my bank account every day. Mm. If I can just open up my bank account, then that's going to be the one small step that I need to then go, what did you spend money on today? Was that the most effective thing to spend money on? Like that's going to be the trigger for me to continue my accountability mm -hmm. around it. So okay. I'll open up my bank app every day. Love it. Yeah, that's great.
Put it in your calendar. Okay. Or set a reminder. Not yeah. right now. Okay, okay. What's our word for the year? So it's so good to have a word for the year to yes. write it on your mirror, write it at your desk, on your whiteboard, by your yeah. computer, by your I, phone. Well, and I want to back it up real quick. So New Year's resolutions, studies show, are actually super ineffective. When people say, this year my New Year's resolution is to lose 20 pounds, most people only say their New Year's resolution. And then by February, it's like an astounding, I'm going to make up a number again, an astounding number of people who do not, like they're done by February. Yeah. Think about the gym. Like January 1st, it's going to be crazy in the gym. And then by February, March, you're it's almost back to normal again, right? Because mm -hmm. most people set New Year's resolutions. They say it out loud. They don't do anything to actually move that forward. And so I, I think it's like over 80% of people will not accomplish their New Year's resolution. So I don't know who came up with this, who, what, when, where, why. So I'll have to apologize for not giving credit to the right person. But somebody came up with the idea of a word. If we choose a word to theme how we want to live our life in the next year, we're much more likely to live by that word and that theme. And so that's where your one word comes from. Who do you want to show up as in the new year and choose a word around that and then put that word everywhere. Have that word live with you everywhere. Um, so do you have anything more to add to that? What's your word for 2023? Okay, I have Three. Oh my god, you're supposed to have one, but Kendra's a rule breaker, so go for it. Just do it. <laughs> Just do it. <laughs> I feel like that works. All right, yeah. We'll like hyphenate it so it's all kind of one word. Okay, for one word to be <laughs> Nike. Nike. <laughs> Nike, if you want to sponsor us now. <laughs> Sponsor. Oh my gosh, we're ridiculous. Okay, just do it. Like just I feel like it. if I put just do it, but I, I, I'm gonna quit overthinking things mm. and just fucking do it. Yeah, that's powerful. Well, and like that's been a theme of our conversation today too is like the overthinking. Yes. How do I do it? Should I do it? And no, just go do it. Yeah. Just go do it imperfectly. And yeah. It's going to be better than you not doing it at all. Heavenly, yes. Love it. Okay, beautiful. Um, My 2023 word is meaning. See, you're just a deeper person than me. <laughs> That's not true. You are so deep. I, I think for for me, like, uh, I need to redefine what my meaning for life is, mm -hmm. right? Like, I've had so much experience in 2022 that's really changed like the fundamental person that I am. And so I'm really excited to like go create some better meaning around my life. Um, I also know when it comes to my relationships with people, the stories that I'm telling myself or the meaning that I'm putting behind people's actions can make or break my relationships with people. And so I want to be very diligent on what meanings am I putting behind these actions or this experience with these people. And I want to make sure that I'm putting meanings that are going to, um, that are going to serve me versus meanings that are going to be ineffective or hurt me. Mm -hmm. So that's where it came wow. from. Deep. Yeah. Therapy for you. <laughs> so therapeutic. Okay, I love it. Well, I feel inspired. I think we're going to crush 2023. I know we're going to crush 2023. Yeah, and by also... By all of these things. The, the Like, I also want to say, I'm really excited for 2023 for us, but, like, I would love to hear 
what are people's one things for 2023 and what's your one like what's your word what's your one word that you're gonna and use? I want to know their top goal like that's yeah. what I fucking love so share it with us yeah tell us what your top goals are tell us how you plan to achieve it uh your one thing your word for the year and let's I'll keep each other accountable yeah I love it let's do it 2023 boom boom bitch let's kill it all right well this is episode two we love Season you one <laughs> for you uh, that's a wrap thank you we love you 30 and thriving kinda <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next time <laughs>